Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we're going to talk about the vampire of Dusseldorf, serial killer Peter Curtin. So we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But before we get started, let me remind you that we are a true crime history comedy podcast. We use adult language. We're not safe for work. So if you're offended easily, please um, uh, listen to one of the other fine true crime con- podcasts out there such as They Walk Among Us, Already Gone, Insight, and many, many more. Um, before we get started, let me introduce our panel. I am very pleased to introduce the very lovely and talented Her Majesty, Queen Brandy I. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm well, Timmy. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah? How did you like DweebCon? I loved DweebCon. It was great meeting everyone. We had a good time, and we did a live show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, How about you? Was. I had a great time. It yes. was the first podcast we've done since DweebCon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We haven't done one for, yeah, wow, over a week. So we're sorry about that. We're, hopefully we'll get back into a, a normal type of schedule. But uh, everything going well, Brandy? Um, everything is humming along here. We have a good time at uh, DweebCon. We've already asked it. Why don't we... Well, I just wanted to, I wanted to explore that a little bit more. I had a great time at DweebCon. She looked a little she looked a little intoxicated at times. She was a, she looks a little intoxicated at work half the time, so Don't judge me. I work with you too. Well, of course I am. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, Brandy. And I we, did. I had a wonderful we, time. We want to thank everyone who um, you know, came up from all over all over really, all over the country, all uh, from Europe to um Uh, come and visit us and we had a great time and mm-hmm. we look forward to seeing folks at our next meetup which will probably be in may at crime con in nashville mm-hmm. so if you're thinking about going to crime con um come and see us when they're there it's going to be a lot of fun let me introduce the uh the moral compass brandy of our podcast you yep. a man who's known as uh, he's been described as an oasis in the desert of despair he has not the very honorable The reputable, I would say. Nope. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters the third, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm still a little bit sore from DweebCon, Timmy. Well, you you know you were a trooper. You you had just undergone a major operation. Well, that was and you know I'm not complaining. I know it's a price you pay, but there was a there was a lot of groping that went on. It it. Mm-hmm. 
You should have kept your hands to yourself. And uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of touching of the colonel to me. Oh, so people were you see you were, people were filling you up. Is that what you're saying? Um, they were. They was. They was doing it. it wasn't all together unpleasant. Okay. Um, so. I would like to I'm compliment the colonel on his zebra headphones today. They're oh, very, yeah, they, they they're look, lovely. Yeah, yeah. The colonel has purple uh, headphones with little zebra stripes on them. I do. They're look very fashionable, colonel. The racing stripes to me. I see. Well, but uh, different. But we're glad you're back. You've done. you survived your uh, removal of a vital organ. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking about having my liver taken out next well, time. Well, I mean, you really don't need it, do you? I mean, isn't it crucial? If you're a pussy, you need it. Yeah. Hmm. We should have probably given that. You know what? Did we say that we are? Yeah, yeah. I gave that warning. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Already? Already. Yeah. All right. So all the all the people. You know what I, I think about those people, Timmy? What people? The people who are like all oh, the adult language and whatever. Those are the same motherfuckers that give out apples at Halloween. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you go down the street. There's a guy sitting in his chair. You know, he got the Reese cups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he liable to call you a name walking down. The, you get, get out of here, you little son of a bitch. You got two. But these people are all prim and proper. They dress their kids up, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in non-offensive things. You know, you can't make right. them pirates anymore because right. that's offensive to gay people. What? Um, Why is pirates offensive to gay people? I don't know. That's what I I can't figure none of this stuff out anymore, Timmy. We live in a strange and bizarre world. Because he just made it up. I That's think why he I'm... just made that up too. Mm-hmm. People you're... just get mad about everything, and people are always mad about stuff. So you're afraid everyone is a little bit too politically correct? Is that what you're saying? No, I just think they just get mad about stuff, yeah. and and they want to be mad. There's something about people that just makes them want to be mad. You seem and... a little angry yourself this morning, uh, Colonel. Because I've been at the bank all day. Because I've been fucking, my account has been hacked. But the motherfucker who hacked it only took $20 out of something. It's probably one of your kids. Well, I had a, well, it doesn't matter. But I'm tired of people. Timmy, I'm so deeply tired of people. And that doesn't sound like you, Colonel. I think you may need a vacation. Maybe go to Toronto. It's nice. <laughs> Fuck Toronto. You know what? <laughs> Fuck Canada. They won't. Fuck Toronto. They're not going to let him back in there. <laughs> Don't be foolish. All right. Let's talk about the vampire of Dusseldorf, shall we, Brandy? We shall. Peter Curtin was a small-time criminal and sexual deviant, Brandy, mm-hmm. who terrorized the village of Dusseldorf, Germany, for several years. He became known as the vampire of Dusseldorf, for drinking, on occasion, he would drink his uh, victim's blood. This is a very... Um, this is extremely graphic. Yeah, yeah, this story is can be... Yeah, it's, it's out there. So, fair warning, if this is not your thing, check something, you know. You, know, you may want to pass on this one because it's... And you don't have to be a candy ass to pass on this one. I mean, yeah, this, this, is a, this is a rough one. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're a comedy podcast, so... Yeah. We like to put out the most vile people that we can find <laughs> and doing the most vile things because that's what oh. you sick some bitches are li- ta- laughing at you need to go look at yourself hard if, it, if you're r- listening to this podcast and you're laughing and going on you need to go get some goddamn counseling that's all i'm saying find find jesus yeah find the lord come to the church at a colonel and Take off your clothes and roll on the floor and, <laughs> and roll and roll and roll and groan and groan and groan. But 
Yeah, we want to thank Nina for for joining us. Nina Instead from Already Gone, who joined us on our last podcast. That was a lot of fun. So and, did Nate. And, and Nate, Nate Hale, absolutely. Uh, they both came down from Michigan to join us in DweebCon, and uh, they both were real good sports. Um, and Nate from the Conspirators, of course, and Nina from Already Gone. And uh, Nina jumped in. and uh, We had Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea and David from uh, Baseball and True Crime. But I, I was just, um, um, specifically mentioning Nina because she participated in our uh, how many li- How many listeners do you think she lost by doing that? <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope I she really... didn't lose any sponsorships doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're not good for people's podcasting <laughs> career. You know, it seems like people – actually, we are. It seems like people will start in our group and they get these podcasts. <laughs> they, and their podcasts just take off. Exactly. We stay here down at the bottom of the, yeah. r- bottom of the ladder. Oh, well. And, you know, I, I was thinking about something. Too. Safer here. We, no, um, we don't have as far, far to fall. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking about something, and, and it's, it's, it's just really a, a logic problem. Um, we do a podcast together, Dead Ball, correct? Yes. And, uh, and it's – it's. I've looked. We've got 19 reviews so far. Everyone has been a five-star review. So if you like Dead Ball, you know. Yeah, you thank you listen. if you've thank you. the reviews because uh, – um, And Brandy has a podcast. It's here, our podcast – here with this one, mm-hmm. our reviews can be spotty at times. <laughs> yeah, what, we what, Okay, what, what's the difference – in a podcast to me i mean we me and you do one and me you and her well do i don't think it's because of brandy brandy has her own podcast called haunted visions and they, they get good reviews because of rachel very good reviews yeah i'm just saying yeah what's I, the comment i see what you're saying i know what you're trying to i mean if you were doing a math problem i know what he's insinuating yes i'm not insinuating anything i'm or saying inferring. you're dragging us down that's devil that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know what else might be dragging us down taking forever to get to the topic we'll get to the goddamn topic i ain't the one holding you up peter Curtin, brandy yes grew up in a very abusive environment and suffered from a mental affliction that caused him to experience arousal at inappropriate times. That's not a mental affliction. He would, he would, he suffered brandy from spontaneous ejaculation whenever he was exposed to blood or pain and suffering. See, that's not really even spontaneous. He needs a stimuli. He does. Well, see, I, I, and, and this is not fair to people who suffer from true spontaneous ejaculation. You know, it's your, it's your and Chuck show now, so I don't know what he's <laughs> bitching about. What do, you, I, what do you mean, Colonel? Well, I mean, spontaneous ejaculation is like you're at the grocery store, you know, you're checking out at the line, uh-huh. you just, and, and all of a sudden it just comes upon you and you're like, right. oh, oh, babe, oh, there you go. That's, oh, oh. Well, I think they meant to say that he, he whenever he would, yeah, there was some stimulus there, but he would uh, ejaculate without, you know, touching himself or anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually, one time I ejaculated during a root canal. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Not for I mean for her, not for so me. Have you ever experienced so you've experienced all the time, Timmy? You haven't? No. I thought no. it was a normal thing. No. I have never experienced No, my... it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so just... Peter would experience it though when he was exposed to blood or <sighs> stop. <laughs> did you just did you just uh No, that was <laughs> that was foreplay. <laughs> I see. Stop. In all, Brandy, God, in all, Peter Curtin was convicted. Oh, sweet Jesus. 
Are you okay there? Oh, Lord. <laughs> In all, Brandy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter Curtin was convicted of nine murders, though he's suspect, suspected of committing up to 20 or 68 murders. So there's a wide discrepancy there. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Is he going to do this the whole show? Um, Peter Curtin was executed by guillotine, Colonel. Peter Curtin, what the fuck kind of name is that? It makes me think of Peter Cottontail. It makes me think of a little flap on your underwear. Got the Peter Curtin going on. You know, laughing sometimes will cause ejaculation, but I don't consider that spontaneous because it's got a stimuli, but... um, I don't know, I'm just... Brandy, Peter Curtin was executed in 1931. You got a cigarette. (laughs) Not for you. Uh, All right. His victims were mostly women, although he did kill some girls. He was uh, was a sadist, um, and um, police believe that his um, demons can be traced back to his childhood. As I said, he was very abused. Peter Curtin was born the thir- the eldest of 13 children, Brandy. Christ. <laughs> His mom was pregnant at every Christmas. <laughs> there must have been some spontaneous ejaculation going on <laughs> yeah, in I know. this house. And oh, Jesus. There was, there was incredible amounts of ejaculation going on. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Peter Curtin, the eldest of 13 children, was born in Cologne, Germany on May 26th, Colonel. Quit. <laughs> 1883. May 26th, girl. May 26th, his mom. His mom was pregnant during every Christmas. <laughs> 13 children. Fuck. Uh, his, um, children, his childhood, Brandy, was one of unremitting poverty and violence. I heard. <laughs> that was much like mine. <laughs> oh, nothing like unremitting poverty and violence, Brandy. To... It'll shape a man. It'll shape a man. <laughs> it will. The Curtin family. <laughs> he likes that name. Peter Curtin. I mean, the, it, it, his cousin was... <laughs> was what? Dick Towel. Dick Blinds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick Valance. Uh, shades. <laughs> Dick Shades. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, uh, that's a nice name. I like that Dick, name. Dick Shades. Dick Shades. <laughs> my rapper name. <laughs> It should be, definitely. <laughs> the Curtin family Somebody may already have it. <laughs> the Curtin family rented a small apartment, Brandy. For 13 kids and 15 people. Motherfucker, <laughs> would they get a big shoe? And lived in fear of Peter's father. Big who Peter. Was a, <laughs> tell me his name's Big Peter. Who was a habitual drunkard, Brandy. <laughs> big Peter. Big really big. aren't most drunks habitual. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. You wrote that. I know. I know. I question. Sometimes I question my own scripts. Well, what? What? So, so Big Peter's a drunk. Yeah, Big Peter's a drunk, and he's he's abusive. Is his name Big Peter? I don't know. Let me read it. See where? See where? I don't have. His we name. will refer to him as Big Peter from oh, this point BP. forward. Daddy, BP. Daddy, Daddy Peter. <laughs> Big Daddy Peter. <laughs> that kind of creeps me out. Just saying it, but. All right. Big Daddy Peter. <laughs> oh, Peter. God, say that again. Peter was, say it one more time for no. me. <laughs> okay, so Peter was... <laughs> a, <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> 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 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Peter was the oldest of 13 children stuffed in a hellish one-room apartment, Brandy. Christ. First of all, you are a noisy motherfucker. Second oh, of all. Oh, wake up to neighbors. <laughs> so 15 of them are jammed in a one-room apartment. Yeah. And their Ugh. father was a violent drunk who battered at children openly and uh, and openly raped their mother in front of them. Well, that's Jesus, cool. sweet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so big dick is dick. <laughs> Big Peter. Big Peter's a dick. He just... Big Peter is a dick. You know what? I bet he really is one of those people that picks up one kid to beat the other. <laughs> he might be, yeah. Well, listen to this. Um, so... You're going to regale us with yeah, the yeah, his stories father, of this yeah, psychopathic Yeah, his father's sexual abuse wasn't limited to his wife. Oh, so oh. there was some sexual abuse with the kids, and he went to prison for that. Big Peter went to prison for that. <laughs> Where he lived up to his name. Why can't a motherfucker just walk into the bathroom and spank one off mm. like a normal but his, person? But his uh, Peter, little Peter, was the focus of his father's physical abuse, so he'd slap him around. Hmm. Probably better than being the one who gets... Uh, well, I don't know. I'd rather take the beating myself. Exactly. Peter was, uh, little Peter, was setting <laughs> fires and stealing by the age of seven... There you go. At the age of eight, he was arrested for breaking into a neighbor's home, Brandy, and stealing her undergarments. When the police arrived at his apartment, Is that his, his apartment, uh, they found Peter under his bed, or under the family bed, because they only had one, sniffing his neighbor's bloomers, Brandy. <laughs> oh, God. And they didn't have good hygiene back then? Well, Peter oh. would claim... While he was sniffing uh, the underwear, he had his first spontaneous ejaculation. And again, well, I don't consider wait a that spontaneous. He's eight. It was Isn't everything a spontaneous ejaculation uh, at eight? You know, from pretty much from the time you're four to, to ten yeah. years old, you got a constant boner. I, isn't it, no, it's longer than that. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's weird for the mama when the boys start just walking around with a constant boner all the time, and they're three years old. It freaks. It always freaks the mom out, and the dad's always kind of proud. Like, yeah, that's one of my boys. Mm-hmm. Don't leave those true confession magazines lying out. That's all I <laughs> yeah. got to say. It's a Sears catalog. Yeah. True confession. It's National Geographic. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back. Yeah. Back, uh, back, uh, back to litter. This is going to be another bully thing. We're going to get bad. bad we're going to get bad reviews like we did with it's, Bully. You know what it, it was is, your idea. You know what, it's, what, what the problem Bully is, Timmy, yeah. is that when you – some people, if they just hear the word yawn, they, they will yawn. Oh, and you, if you hear the word ejaculate, you ejaculate. I, I ejaculate. I can't help myself. <laughs> you can't help it, Brandy. It's a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Oh, get that shit under control. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was a good student – um, Peter's academic performance would suffer due to the extensive physical violence he endured <laughs> that from his tends father. To have, when you're doing your homework and somebody's beating you with a motherfucking yeah. stick, it's or another kid, yeah. or another kid, yeah, yeah, he was. He frequently refused to return home from school from an early early age, and he ran away from home for periods of time ranging from days to weeks. Brandy, much of the time he spent on the streets. He was in a, he was in the most of the time he spent on the streets he was in the company of petty criminals and social misfits brandy he was a little street urchin what do you think about he that was an brandy? Urchin. misfits brandy social misfits what do you think about that welcome what? to my fucking world why you know what i got a problem now 
Of course Why you do. Why do you keep talking to her? You ignore me completely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you in here. I'm just afraid that I say something and you ejaculate. Because <laughs> 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 I told you you can't say that. No, <laughs> not a fan <laughs> of this. Oh, oh, hey, Brandy. Oh, oh. My next sentence, Brandy. Peter was big. <laughs> Peter was big for his age. <gasps> Did you hear there's some kid over in, there was some kid over in some African country. Anyway, he got stung by a mosquito and got elephantitis. And his. On his penis? Well, yeah. And his, let me think, he's four. Uh-huh. He's four, I think. His nuts weighed 11 pounds. Oh. His dick went to three feet long. Hmm. What? Man, that's sad as a kid, but if you're the like, fuck. if you're like 19, I'm gonna tell you, he happens. don't impress me none. <sighs> I fucking hate you people. <laughs> three feet. Three feet long. Yeah. I mean, my God, he's dragging that shit around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like that other. Too. Who's the last guy we did the podcast on? On uh, yeah, on uh, Crutchfield. Uh, he had a big old monster Crayfield. dick, mm-hmm. and he didn't impress me either. Mm-hmm. Peter was big for his <laughs> age, Randy. <laughs> yes, and he used his stature to bully other children. I am shocked when bullying small children peter would later claim he would experience a spontaneous ejaculation of course he would <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that what he sound like dude he i'm sound- just saying that's what i'm saying when you say I it can't. it's it's uh i get that bruce springsteen face going <laughs> you can't keep saying ej- ejaculation to me it's, dude it's, i'm going to new york. i'm going to new york next month uh-huh. Bruce Springsteen is, I guess he's on, on Broadway. Broadway. $1,500 a ticket. Yeah. They start at $1,500. Well, he would have to ask Renee for money for that. Whew. I have plenty of money. You got yeah. nothing. So, so at the age of nine, Brandy. I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. Right here, now, right now. At the age of nine, Charles. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a little tired of being, you guys talking about me being a kept man. I'm going to show you something. You're a baller, man. You've got like 40 bucks there. Oh, maybe not that much. Oh, you got about seven or eight. Nice. Got yeah. thirteen dollars there. Motherfucker, make cash it rain money. right here. Cash, cash money, Brandy. Yeah. Do you want Timmy to pull out his wallet and see how much <laughs> cash he's got? <laughs> I actually don't have that much with me today. Sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Peter, when he was nine, Brandy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Peter pushed a friend off a raft. He did what to him? He pushed, pushed Ooh. a friend off of a raft <laughs> as they pushed. played on the Rhine River. Or the River Rhine, as he would say in Germany. Anyway, so he, he knocks this kid off a raft. Another boy jumped in to try to help the drowning um, youngster, and Peter held him under the water until he suffocated. Well, yeah. This is nine-year-old Peter here. Nothing worse than a nine-year-old Peter. No, there is not. As he watched the boy scream for help and slowly drown, Colonel, Peter experienced... Oh, a spontaneous ejaculation. So that's gross. What's I mean? You, you, you say something to me. Do you not make noise, though? Hmm. Do you not make noise when you? I'm you're, not making noise now. In, when you're making love to your to your oh. husband, devil. <laughs> when you when you're with your lover, devil, Oof. and you're making love, and, and you uh reach the apex of that, do you uh? No, my Do point you, is I'm not doing it right now. Like, you're spitting and carrying on. 
Uh, but are you I'm not, not noisy? It. I mean, have are some, you not noisy? Have some dignity for the love of God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I think Speaking is, of dignity. I think that ended after about episode number three. <laughs> one of you motherfuckers at DweebCon, and I appreciate y'all coming, but one of you motherfuckers owes me uh, a little Irish charm and a dog whistle. Why is that? Because my chain got broken at DweebCon. Well, maybe it was just lost. Oh, no. Somebody broke it. Hmm. Really, when the throngs of women went after you, uh, see, you know, I missed that. I huh? missed the throngs of women. I missed it too. Yeah. There was some. See, that's the whole thing. You did miss it because I, I was discreet about it. Mm. They were trying throng, to be discreet. Throngs are known to be discreet. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I tried to walk through, but it was uh, a discreet throng. What I believe was um, people just grabbing a hold of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's a true story. I really did have my. Uh, you lost it. I didn't lose it. I just realized walking you had it through, ripped, ripped from you. I felt, I felt a weird, you know, sensation go down my stomach. I looked down. <laughs> it was my chain that I wear around my neck. Did and, it get lost? Uh, in, it had been broken. Did you check your belly button for I did, both those items? I did. Check I your did. Underwear? I've checked everywhere. Right. I had to buy a new one. Devil. Sorry. Sorry. New one. Sorry. So whoever, whoever out there, DweebCon, that broke my necklace, please, come be do the decent thing and come forward, please. Brandy, what? The death of the two boys was attributed to an accident, and Peter was cleared of any blame. He accidentally held them underwater. Well, according to well, there was no witnesses, so he claimed that they drowned. Later, he would confess to it. When he was twelve, Colonel Peter became friends with the neighborhood dog catcher Brandy. Twenty-three-year-old mm-hmm. dog catchers are pricks. Twenty-three-year-old Hans. Kerf. I mean, fucking dog walking around. His name's his Hans. Yeah, I don't like him anyway. But a dog just walking around minding his own business. You wouldn't like this guy because he was a convicted child molester and sexual deviant. You think about that, Brandy? That's why he's a dog catcher. Yeah. But he was a sexual deviant. Huh. Wonder who that reminds you. You. It has been alleged that Hans molested Peter over a number of years. It was clear from the beginning, though, that Peter actively pursued a relationship with Hans and encouraged experimenting with BDSM, Brandy. You want to explain what that is? Bondage instead of masochism. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you got your degree in when you went to college, Air Devil? Would you like to share anything about that? Would you like to Tell us about your CD practices, Devil. No. Yeah, you you're not going to tell us, but you got a whole dungeon room at home, don't you? You know what? What I do on the weekends is my Man, fucking just, business. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Cat of nine tails. <laughs> <laughs> With the help of Hans. What about Franz? The degenerate dog catcher. We're going to call him the degenerate dog catcher from now on. Perfect. Peter would torture and rape any animals he could get his hands on. He was raping animals? animals. Yeah, we told you I'll tell you what, that motherfucker never got a hold of, he never got a hold of raccoon. We told you up front, this is a. Try raping a raccoon. I ain't never tried to rape no raccoon, but I'm going to tell you, if he would have tried, if his first animal would have been a raccoon that he Mm -hmm. tried to rape. It would have been his last. That would have been his last. After raping and torturing animals they captured, Peter would insist that he and Hans drink the animal's blood. During this ritual, Peter would experience a spontaneous ejaculation. Ew. Although he did not like, <sighs> uh, 
Although he's, he's got to warn me before. It's a trigger warning for me, Timmy. Sorry. This sorry. show has multiple trigger warnings. If you are prone to spontaneous ejaculation when you hear the word <coughs> ejaculation, <coughs> um, this show might not be for you. Although he did not uh, take a liking to the animal's blood, Hans played along Brandy because he found Peter's obsession with it, quote, adorable. Jesus. What? Yeah, Jesus. What, I know. It's, it's a pretty sick character we're dealing with here. He, he, I mean, he can't find his, like, little smile or something. Ador- yeah. The two started experimenting with sex together. Peter would also encourage Hans to rape him, much like his father had raped his mother. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, six, what is wrong with these people? Dark story. Around this time, Peter formed a relationship with a girl around his, uh, a girl his age named Ingrid, who, although happy to allow Peter to undress and fondle her, would resist attempts he made to engage in intercourse. Well, that's going to go one way. In response, Peter continued his acts of bestiality with the sheep, pigs, and goats in the local stables to achieve satisfaction, but later, later claimed that he obtained his greatest sense of elation if he actually stabbed the animals just Jesus prior to Christ. achieving orgasm. I told you a sick story. He would write Ingrid long letters okay, about... Okay, now see, Timmy, mm-hmm. if you say orgasm, it doesn't have that impact on Oh, it. it's only when I say spontaneous ejaculation that you... Um, that it has an impact on you. Anyway, he would write long letters to Ingrid about his uh, relations with animals, and she finally broke up with him. He would also write her fondly. <laughs> she would. He would also write fondly of her Ingrid's beloved goat Emma, oh. and would describe in great detail what he wanted to do with the goats. Baby, you know what I want to do. I want to. That's you know. That's really not good wanna, for a relationship, Brandy. And then I want to. I mean, communication <laughs> is key. But sometimes you over-communicate. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I, th- I believe he was over-sharing there. There, Go there, there is such a thing as too much. He went so far to suggest that the three of him, him, Ingrid, and the goat... Jesus, a three-way with a goat? <laughs> ...share their first sex- her first sexual experience together. The very thought of abusing the goat would cause Peter to experience a spontaneous ejaculation. No, I Dude, told he cannot orgasm, keep his to shit together. Orgasm. Peter's parents were indifferent towards him. Peter's parents picked the pickup. Go ahead. Uh, Peter's parents were indifferent towards him and did not bother to search for him when he left home for long periods as a child. Because he was a goat fucker. Young Peter lived by his wits, Brandy, Uh and often stole food and clothing to survive. In the autumn of 1904, 1904, as the colonel would say, Mm -hmm. Peter began committing more frequent and elaborate acts of arson which he would discreetly watch from a distance as emergency services attempted to extinguish the fire. Did he masturbate? I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, tell us what happens next, young Brandy, Well, with uh, um, young Peter. All right. The majority of these fires were in barns and haylofts, and Peter would estimate to the police that he had committed approximately 24 acts, acts of arson, upon his arrest that New Year's Eve. He also freely admitted these fires had been committed both for his sexual excitement and in the hopes of burning sleeping tramps alive. 
Fuck them tramps. <laughs> Fuck them. Does he mean like slutty women or does he mean like hobos? These are hobos. He was aspirational. Now there's a difference in this. I love reading that sentence again. He also freely admitted that these fires had been committed both for his sexual excitement and in the hopes of burning sleeping tramps alive. <laughs> burn, so, hobo, burn, so hobo, burn, That was hobo. his aspiration. He had his fingers crossed. Dreams. Like, you know, there's a difference between a tramp and a hobo. Okay. A hobo is a guy who... I can't stress not, enough how much I don't care. Well, maybe... Um, Maybe if you'd learn, listen once in a while, you learn something instead of playing your little weed Farmville on your phone. Over Empire. There. Yeah, yeah no, it's you, pretty awesome. No, it's Farmville with weed. That's all it is. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. It's, it's, it's. Peter would but be. But you make fun of the people playing Farmville. No, I don't. Talk about Peter. Let her talk. Talk about you, Peter. Mm. <laughs> Peter would be in and out of jail for the next 24 years. Peter, hold on. You said Peter would be in and out of what? Jail. And goats. <laughs> and sheep. Next, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> random roadkill yeah. uh, for the next 24 years and claimed his brutal treatment in his really and claimed his brutal treatment in the penal system <laughs> made him hell bent on rec- wreaking revenge on society he wanted to you know he was planning on doing he wanted to rectify society mm. he was because the, of the, but the penal system Made him want to rectify society, devil. You ever been in a penal system, Brandon? <laughs> a charming, handsome... Have you rectified handsome, anything, devil? A charming, handsome, <laughs> and when money allowed it, dapper young man. Hmm. Curtin did not have trouble attracting women. Or goats. But <laughs> no, his violent... The goats ran from him. <laughs> but goats ain't all that quick. <laughs> no, they're what? slow. I wonder if he... Got... <laughs> you know those feigning goats? Oh, yeah. I love the feigning goats. They're the best. <laughs> but yeah. that would just be too easy. <laughs> it really would, because you just yell boo, and then you've got your pick. And then you're just like, oh. Yeah. Um, I feel bad see. for the goats. <laughs> yeah. There's motherfuckers getting killed in here, and that's what the takeaway well, from this story is I mean, going to be. Know. People get killed all the time, but fucking a goat's just crossing well, the line. It is crossing the line. <laughs> all right. Curtin did not have trouble attracting women, but his violent lust and complete lack of empathy or normal human emotions. <laughs> Sound like anyone at this Sounds like our yet. boss, actually. <laughs> uh, meant that he was incapable of falling in love. Oh. In May of 1913, not long after being released from prison again, he was prowling the streets of Cologne looking for somewhere to rob. Above an inn, he found a young girl asleep in her bed. When the body of 10-year-old Christine Ugh. Klein was found the next morning, suspicion fell on her uncle Otto, who had argued with the girl's father the night before and threatened to do something he would remember all his life. You know, Otto spelled backwards is Otto. That's amazing. <coughs> you, the master of observation Thank you are. You. Thank you. Otto was charged with murder, but fortunately acquitted by a jury, which decided there was insufficient evidence. The identity of Christine's killer would not become clear for another 18 years. The following day, Peter returned to the scene of the crime to drink in a tavern located directly opposite that in which he had murdered Christine Klein in order that he could listen to the locals' reaction to the child's murder. Yeah, so he's getting off on This is sick. Yeah, he's a sick bastard. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. He would later recall to investigators he derived an extreme sense of gratification from the general disgust and outrage he heard in the patrons' conversations. 
In the weeks following Klein's funeral, he would occasionally visit the child's grave, adding creepy. that when he handled the soil covering her grave, he would spontaneously ejaculate. Uh, the see, wind changes directions, and this motherfucker not, is that's not spewing spontaneous. in his pants. He's got, it's like, yeah, I don't know I why. Know if this stuff all turned him on, why couldn't he just, like a normal person, go watch Friday the 13th, Sit on the couch, pound one out, because there's lots of boobies in Friday the 13th. You know that. Mm. And there's blood. Just mo- would have done it for him. Yeah. Right? Two months he didn't later. didn't have to go out fucking goats and you know what? People. Friday the 13th was made like 1980 or something. 1980. Yeah, 1980, Tim. So, I mean, those boobies are really, really old by now. Okay. Yeah, but they were good then. Two They're months, still good if you got them on DVD. I mean, they, two don't, months they later, don't change on DVD. Again. That's the beauty about boobs on DVD. Fuck they never sag, devil. Boobs on DVD never get saggy. It's yeah. like watching a uh, retro porn, though. You know what I mean? There, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? You know, you know that person in real life is dead now. He'd probably fuck them. You ever watch old movies and think, these people are dead now? I, I, you know, this, uh, and I don't want to turn this any darker. Well, he's fucking goats and killing kids, so I don't know how I could make it any darker, but. I got a bumper crop here. I'm going to get back uh, to that. When you want me to start participating in this again, let me know. I walk around pretty much looking at everybody thinking, ah, 50 years we're all going to be dead. What the fuck's the matter? Yeah. I mean, I went down to get lunch yesterday, and the guy's like, well, what kind of sandwich you want? And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be dead in 50 years. What the fuck's the matter? Just make me something. You realize it's not going to be 50 years, right? No, I mean it's going to be in the next ten minutes. If he years, everybody quit. around me, everybody that with that I'm looking yeah. at down yeah. at Finley Market is yeah. going to be dead. What do yeah. I care? Just you ever see that like there's time lapses where they show people a crowd and they slowly start disappearing? That's what I think about. Continue, Brandy. Are Please. you sure? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to interrupt the whole you know '70s porn conversation. You seem a little edgy today. Not your why, cheerful why self. You, what's wrong with you? Well, you first of all, I've got a long weekend coming up. What are you, what's, what's going on this weekend? Tell us, share with us, please. Nothing. I have a long weekend. I'm taking off Friday. I'm taking off Monday. It is going to be wonderful. Hmm. Should <laughs> be working on a podcast. You should be doing. I will probably work on a podcast. All right. All right. So, two months later, again in the course of committing a burglary with the aid of a skeleton key, Curtin broke into another home. Oh, he had a skeleton key, girl. Hmm. Discovering a 17-year-old girl named Gertrude Franken. Surprised he didn't fuck the key. Peter manually strangled the girl, uh, ejaculating at the sight of blood spouting from her mouth. This is a sick puppy. He managed to escape from the scene of both this murder and that of Cl- what? Peter managed to escape from the scene of both this murder and that of Klein undetected. In 1914, with war clouds growing over Europe. Painting a picture, very nice. Thank you. First World War, Brandy. First a, World it War. A, it was a big thing. It's in all the papers. WW1. Yeah. The uh, Great War. The Great War. No. Yes. The Great War. Thanks, I'm familiar. The, the war to end all wars. I'm not really sure you are, but... Peter Curtin was called to active duty in Germany's army, but military life, surprisingly, did not suit the self-centered and ill-disciplined Peter, and he soon deserted. You know, there's nothing worse than a self-centered, undisciplined Peter, uh, Colonel. He was well, caught. You got to mm. take control, you Peter. I mean, you, you got to get dis- Peter under control. You, you have, have to, to be disciplined with your Peter. Yeah. He was caught and sent to jail. How about you, wouldn't. Randy? Do you do you not? How how do you feel about an undisciplined Peter? Well, the one, the one I have at home is very disciplined. 
Um, how, you, how, how do you discipline it, devil? Tell us. I will not. Tell us how you discipline that Peter, devil. Uh, he was caught and sent to jail and would remain there throughout the war and its aftermath. She's ignoring your question. I know. Let me tell you something. When we get reviews and they go, this was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, no. Wait till next episode. It's, it's more ridiculous I'm than this. I'm firmly blaming you guys. Okay. Peter Curtin spent much of his time in solitary confinement. Don't say farm, though. You know what it does to me. He would often <laughs> deliberately infringe rules so that he could be locked up alone and would spend time amid his violent fantasies. I bet you didn't want to take a black light in that cell. And I bet you that his uh, uh, the other uh, inmates didn't mind that he wanted to spend time yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> the inmates, you know, I, I chopped up 11 people and set them on fire. Yeah, and, you yeah know. he can have his own room. But this is one sick <laughs> motherfucker down here. Go for one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fucker. That's what they used to call him, prison go fucker. Yeah. Goat boy. <laughs> whatever you're smoking. Whatever you're smoking smells like farts and butter. Well, he, he has, he was, a, he had an undis, you know, he, he, Peter was on this one. <laughs> farts and butter. There's nothing. Quit smoking it. It's nasty it's smelling. Strawberry, it's strawberry, strawberry I already jam. told you what it smells like. I'm going to jam it somewhere if you there's, don't fucking quit. There's nothing worse than an undisciplined Peter. <laughs> You gotta admit, Brandy, you don't like an undisciplined Peter. You gotta keep a Peter under control. <laughs> how do you? Do you, how are you? Would you consider yourself a Peter Wrangler devil? Clearly, I am. I'm sitting here with the two of you. He would imagine attacking people, setting fires, and even sabotaging railways in order to kill as many people as possible. Oh, he was like Dudley Do Right. Except the opposite. Except he fucked <laughs> sheep. Or I mean, he Snidely was whiplash. snidely whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except he fucked. Not goats. Dudley Do Right. Yeah. yeah. Dudley Do Right was a good guy. You uh, know what? I never got this. You ever been on a train track? Yeah. Ain't no way to tie a motherfucker to a train track. Well, you tie him up, and then they can't get up. So then the they train. can. Sh- that girl was tied to. I mean, she could have rolled off the train track. But there ain't no openings to tie a motherfucker to a railroad track. You know what would be funny is instead of rolling off the track, she would just roll down the track trying to get away from the train. That would be funny. (laughs) Train just hit her quicker. (laughs) Okay, so tell us more about Snyder. On his release in 1921, he went to stay with his sister in the small town of Altenburg. You know Sidney Whiplash was in the BDSM. Probably. He was an ejaculator, too. Yeah. There he met his future wife, Frida. 
That's a pretty violent cartoon when you think about it. This guy's running around tying up women but on a railroad track. It's that's something for five and six-year-olds to be watching. <laughs> a former prostitute who herself had spent four years in jail for shooting a man who had jilted her at the altar. Yeah. Or just to watch him die. You know, sometimes... Did she shoot the man in Reno? No. Okay. But let me ask you a question on that, Brandy. She shot the man who jilted her, and yet she was a prostitute. Don't you find that ironic? Sure, Alanis Morissette. I find that very ir- ironic. Thank you. So, yeah, you're welcome. So, I hated her. I mean, I'm Alanis. just going to throw that out there. Well, I she named her. herself after a fake, uh, mm-hmm. a, a fake continent. Yeah. What? Alanis Morissette. First of all, I don't like her. She was always bitching and whining about moaning, pissing and moaning about stuff. Fucking, just write a happy song, motherfucker. Be. A, at least Taylor Swift writes something happy once in a while. Yeah. You don't see Kate Perry complaining all the time. Kate oh. Perry? Because you guys are BFF like that? You could just call <laughs> her you, that? Did I tell you that I had a friend? I call her KP. I had a friend who was friends with her personal assistant. Right. So I said, well, you know, have her text me to say hi. If, you know, just because it be never co- happened. It would be cool to have Katy Perry sure. text you to say hi. I mean, it would take her a second, right? But it never happened, right? Uh, she said she would do it, but it never happened. So this is a stupid story. <laughs> oh, I just. Uh, no, it's dumb because, you know, nothing ever came of it. So it could have all been bullshit. If she texted. Had she texted you, that would have been a much bigger deal. But yeah. she did not. So it's a stupid fucking story. And I'm going to talk about this hooker and Big Peter here. <laughs> I think Could I would, you, I would I, she would probably request the dick pic if, if the, I would if feel text. better she if you not. would say sex worker. Yeah, probably. please, please. Uh, she was please eaten up by guilt offensive. and spent the rest of her life convinced that she must accept her fate to gain redemption for her sins. Oh, this is the hooker that killed her fiance. Yes, eventually, yeah, yeah. Eventually they wed and lived in Altenburg until 1925 when Peter, gaining employment in a factory uh, as a molder, he would become an active trade unionist. He was a Peter Molder. Yes, he was. The couple moved to Dusseldorf to find work, and Curtin gradually found his self-control eroding. <laughs> oh, oh. He's just now finding his self-control eroding. <laughs> yeah. you know, At one point, when, you might when want to examine you, your life when you're fucking a goat. <laughs> I was going to say, when you balls deep in a sheep, <laughs> your life, you need to reevaluate you need to your life. Out, yeah. I mean, you do. Uh, between 1925 and 1928, he attacked four women in Dusseldorf, strangling them to the point of unconsciousness, often during sex. On February oh. 3, 1929, Peter stalked an elderly woman named Apollonia Kuhn. Waiting until Kuhn was shielded from the view of potential witnesses by bushes, Curtin pounced upon her, grabbing her by the lapels of her coat and shouting the words, No row, don't scream before dragging her into a nearby undergrowth where he proceeded to stab her 24 times with a sharpened pair of scissors. Yeah, that's the thing about this guy. He was attacking people in public. Although many of the well, wounds he inflicted... Him props for that now. Huh. Although many, I bet he wasn't fucking those goats in public. Although many of the wounds he inflicted were so deep they impacted her bones, Apollonia Kuhn survived her injuries. Then just six and days later... And become a drummer for Prince, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Uh, then just six days later, on the night of February 9th, 1929, he attacked an eight-year-old girl, uh-huh. Rosa Olinger, as she walked down a Dusseldorf street. She was stabbed three times and found under a hedge. 
Her, he doesn't seem like to have any kind of pattern. He's like any age, just whoever's in front of him. He's just, but it's women. Yeah, women and goats. Sure. Curtin, who had tried to set fire to the body with gasoline, later recalled having an orgasm at the height of the attack. Although he did kill those two other boys, remember? He yeah, but that was a while ago. Mm. The murder of Rosa Olinger was only the start of a stream of attacks on women, girls, and occasionally men. In and around was attacking men too. Dusseldorf. This yeah. motherfucker was just off the chain. He was, a, he, you know what? He's an un, that's an undisciplined Peter right there. Yeah. But it, this is what I don't get. He's attacking people in broad daylight, just yeah, doing pro, whatever he wants. This motherfucker is just doing whatever he wants. Anything he wants. It's an uncontrolled. Peter. And nobody is doing anything about it. Not yet. I mean, it's like that Kitty Genovese story where, you know, he's he just walked Yeah, around. although, you know, I, I that was... I, I know that, it's a myth, I but I'm just saying, myth, yeah. you just can't walk around come. attacking people that don't have it coming. Kitty Genovese. And, and a, plenty of them have it coming. I'm not saying that. She was murdered. Not an eight-year-old girl. In New York City. That's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, it, please, if any serial killers are listening to this show... And I'm sure some are. And I'm sure some are. There's so many motherfuckers walking around this world. At least 13% of our audience. <laughs> yeah. There's so many motherfuckers walking around this world that got it coming. Kill them. Yeah, Quit ki- killing these little kids. Quit exactly. fucking the goats. Quit doing... Motherfucker, you can only... You can go to the grocery store. You can find five people that got it coming. You know that motherfucker that's got 17 items in the 15 checkout line. They got it coming. Kill them. They do, Brandy. You got to admit, you, you, I do... I am opposed to people with too many items getting in the, the limited. Uh, yeah, motherfucker in front of you trying to use an expired coupon. Kill them. What do you think about that, Brandy? Oh, I don't care. Okay, continue. Are, are because you she's harvesting her little hemp thing there. Hemp fire. No. I started. I mean, there's so many people that got it coming. That's what I don't like about. I'm so tired of serial killers because there's so many people you know, that just got it coming. And we have technology now. There should be an app for serial killers. There should be. I mean, you can be on Facebook. Just get a goddamn Facebook account. Read Facebook. Get a bunch of friends. Any I see posts on Facebook, uh-huh. three times a day I see somebody's got it coming. Mm-hmm. I just want to start my long you know? weekend. I mean, that's all. It's, anyone so said, many anyone sends you- thoughts and prayers, they should be on that list. Yeah. There's so many. You got eight. You're killing an eight-year-old girl yeah, when a, somebody's yeah, posting. Nobody cares about anything. I just want to see who my friend is. Copy and pa- fuck you. I ain't copying and pasting anything. You know what you really could do if you could connect. That person has a comment. If you could connect serial killers with people who want to commit suicide. <laughs> there you go. It's a cottage industry. <laughs> All right, that was bad. I'm sorry. All right, continue, Brandy. But if you're going to go... You know, we shouldn't say outrageous things like this on the show. Continue, Brandy. Okay, but would you agree with me that there's plenty of people that got to come? More more than eight-year-old kids, right. I agree. Yeah. And goats. Why can't... Goats. Yeah, why you got to fuck the goats? Right. And there's plenty of women on Craigslist who want you to come over and bang them. And probably wouldn't mind if you stabbed them just a little bit. She's got a little stabby. There's a little bit of stabbing, and, and then you read Facebook posts to people who want you to copy and paste shit. Or join that little fucking Farmville game or whatever. They all got it coming. Or the motherfuckers, I'll tell you who's got it coming. Oh my the God. motherfuckers at Hulu who will not cancel your goddamn account. <laughs> no matter what you do. 
Dude, I've got a Tinder account for I've had like three years. I've I've been trying to cancel it, motherfucker. And I look up at the the instructions on it. It's like mm. fifteen pages. <laughs> no, you know what? I if, cancel my credit card and then get rid of it. If you want way. to solve, Timmy, if you want to if you want to fix the gun control problem in this country, mm-hmm. make it as hard to buy a semi uh, to buy an AR-15 or you know a weapon of man whatever. Mm-hmm. Make it as hard to buy one of them as it is to fucking cancel your account at Hulu. <laughs> you have to almost throw your credit card away. You have to change your credit card. That's what I went to the bank this morning and did. I had to kill my goddamn card. Now, fucking Peter, find the motherfucker at Hulu who's in charge of canceling accounts and take that motherfucker. Well, you know what? There ain't nobody in, at Hulu in charge of canceling <laughs> accounts. But those mother, everybody at Hulu, I'm, take them out. I've never had a Hulu Take them out. But- I know. Some, I know. I have. A, I've had apps where you. It's on. Well, not apps so much, but I've. I've been on websites that I've joined where, uh, it's very difficult to. It's cancel. not difficult, Timmy. It's impossible. It's impossible. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. You want to? I'm done. Yes. Continue, Brandy. Continue, Brandy. Please with the story. Fucking Hulu. At several of the crime scenes, police found goblets containing the victims' blood. It was clear whoever was killing these victims was also drinking their blood. The reign of terror lasted through 1929 and into 1930, and the panic and outrage grew in the Dusseldorf area as each crime was luridly recounted in the German newspapers with references to monsters and vampires. Yeah, so now there's a panic. So now there's a panic, but you know what? There's a bunch of old men sitting around, like with those True Detective magazines, Reading the newspapers because the newspapers are printing lurid accounts of it. They're rubbing one out. They're rubbing one out. You know what? Kill those motherfuckers. Kill them. Go over the house. Bang them one time. Kill them. Be done with them. Think about that, Brandy. Fleahy were celebrating an annual fair. Curtin approached two foster sisters as they left the fair and asked the older one, Louise Lindzen, 14, to run an errand for him. Would you be very kind and get some cigarettes for me? I'll look after the little girl, he said. What the hell? Yeah, I guess you couldn't do that today, right? Kids no. send kids for cigarettes. Well, not just that. I mean, I'll she's leaving what. one there. Here's another one, Timmy. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker that walks diagonally across a parking lot. You want them You want them killed as well? They should be. They should be. They're, they're asking to die. Yeah, I mean, you, hands. when you walk in, in a parking lot, listeners... Get your ass close to the parked cars and walk in a straight line down the thing. Walking in a diagonal means that you just want me to run you over. That's what it says to me. But I can't run you over because then i got to file the insurance claim or whatever. So it's a lot of paperwork. So what I'm hoping is Ted Bundy jumps out from between cars, hacks your ass into pieces, drags you between the cars, and I can drive by cleanly. Really? Well, I mean, if Seems you're like going to have serial killers killing people... They ain't got to go fucking around with eight-year-old girls who ain't really got it coming. Or motherfuckers walking through the the parking lot at a diagonal. What do you you give a shit? You you make Hmm? a good point. Because it slows me down. It slows me down. All right. So Louise agreed, but as soon as she got out of sight, he strangled five-year-old Gertrude Hamaker and slit her throat. Here we go again. When Louise returned, she too was dragged off the path, strangled, and almost decapitated with Peter Curtin's pocket knife. The attacks, many of them fatal, continued through the summer and autumn of 1929. Many of his attacks were in public view. 
On the evening of September 30, 1929, Peter encountered a 31-year-old servant girl named Ida Reuter at a Dusseldorf station. He successfully persuaded Reuter to accompany him to a cafe, then for a walk through the local pub near, near the Rhine River. At this location, he repeatedly struck her about the head with a hammer, both before and after he had raped her. At Damn. one At one stage in this assault, Rutger, Rutger regained consciousness and began pleading with Peter to spare her life. In response, Peter Curtin simply gave her more hammer blows to the head. This guy is an asshole. Eleven days later, on October 11, 1929, Peter encountered a 22-year-old servant girl named Elizabeth Doyer, whatever, Elizabeth, outside a theater. As had been the case with Rutger, Doyer agreed to accompany Peter for a drink at a cafe before the pair took a train to Grafensburg with view to walk alongside the klein Dussel River, where she was struck once across her right temple with a hammer, then raped. Peter struck her repeatedly about the head and both temples with his hammer and left her for dead. Peter would later claim the sight of her blood flowing from her head gave him, again, the spontaneous ejaculation. We well, must run through a lot of underwear. <coughs> must run through a lot of underwear. I'll tell you, you know who else should, you know what? Motherfuckers Socks. out killing this girls, right? These mm-hmm. old girls beating them with a hammer and whatever. You know who needs it? You know who he could be killing instead? A gluten-free motherfucker. A vegan. A vegan? You're Somebody who, vegan? who's got a gluten allergy. Ain't no motherfucker walking around here with a gluten allergy. I don't even know that they make gluten. Anybody seen gluten? You know what gluten is, Timmy? I have not. Um, I have not had the pleasure. Yeah. I, continue, Brandy. Why are we not taking these people out, Brandy? Yeah. Can you continue? I don't know. Can I? Please, please keep us on try to try to stay on track. Mm. Hey, when she gets off topic, girl. Dorier was found at 6:30 a.m. the following morning. Although she would die from her injuries the following day without awakening from the coma in which she was discovered. On October 25, 1929, Peter Curtin attacked two women with a hammer. Both survived, although in the second instance, this was only because Peter's hammer broke in the attack. So now he's just, I mean, he's attacked someone every day now. He's right. off the chain. On November 7, 1929, he encountered a five-year-old girl named Gertrude oh. Alberman. He persuaded the child to accompany him to a secluded area where he seized her by the throat and strangled her, stabbing her once in the left temple with a pair of scissors as he did so. Uh, Alberman collapsed to the ground without a sound. This disappointed Peter, so he then proceeded to stab the child 34 further times in the temple and chest before leaving her body in a pile of bricks against a factory wall. After killing five-year-old Gertrude... Curtin sent a map to a local newspaper showing where her body could be found under a pile of builder's debris. She had been strangled and stabbed 35 times. Now, he killed those girls, okay? Now, listen, Timmy. Mm -hmm. How many times you been with someone who chews so fucking loud you can't even focus on what you're eating? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why is he not killing them? I don't know, but he's a sick sick, sick puppy. I mean, it's just... There's all kinds of people in this world that deserve it, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, there's so many people that have it coming and he's out killing. You know, the other people, Timmy, you're in a parking lot. People who just don't even try to park between the fucking lines, Timmy. They don't even try. You think they do sound like Eddie Murphy's father. 
That's who you fucking sound like. That's what you're going on about. No kidding, Lillian. Yeah. Lillian. Lillian. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. You ever see those people that got like the 19... 2012 Camaro or whatever, and of they're course. parked out and they're parked diagonally and whatever. Serial killers should wait till they come back to their car and kill those motherfuckers. Instead of killing, I mean, I'm not saying everybody should be killed, but if people are going to be killed, like it. it should not be eight year old girls. It should be motherfuckers that park at an angle in a parking lot. Am I wrong? No. Are you done? I'm opposed. No, to I'm not done. Anyone get killed, but continue, Brandy. Well, if somebody's going to get killed. Brandy's done. Okay, well, continue, Colonel. Tell us what happens next. And this okay. exciting story that we're fucking up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, all right, Timmy. Tell us. Now, coming to the climax. <clears throat> German police have few clues to go on because, you know, this motherfucker was doing it out in broad, broad daylight. daylight. Yeah. You know, so they just can't figure it out. They didn't, and when they asked, because there were no Clouseaus in and if they asked Germany someone, and if police would ask someone, if they'd they what me, well, they don't look at me. Nine, nine, yeah. nine, yeah. Um. So anyway, Timmy. Yes, Colonel. we've got this guy. Yeah, out of control. And the German police, they they have no clues because these motherfuckers apparently don't walk the streets. Because if they walk the streets. And dressed like a little girl, he would have tried to kill them too. But it sounds like though he's just he just attacks anyone. I mean, it's not like he just had no. Yeah, no, if they would have spent any time outside no. to invest, if they would have gone outside to investigate, he would have tried to kill them. They would have mm. known who he was, mm. or just walked down the street with a goat. It would have been a guy chasing a goat with a heart on. You would have known him. Mm. So it's hard <laughs> to miss. Yeah, you know. I know. it depends. I guess. <laughs> so, anyway. Now, the people who survived the attacks were only give a, able to give a basic description of a tall white man, which could have fitted half the residents of Dusseldorf. Oh, 50%, um, 50%, Brandy. 50%. Now, Peter Curtin, or Cockblocker, continued his onslaught through the winter and spring of 1930, but fortunately, he did not claim any more lives, Timmy. From then... On May, then on May 14, 1930, an unemployed domestic servant called Maria Budlick, Maria Butlick, Budlick, no, Budlick. Victim, victim, victim. Oh, she's a, she's a victim? Yeah. Oh. What the? F well, fuck, I don't Oh, she arrived from Cologne looking for work. The Great Depression, it hit Germany particularly hard, and many, millions were jobless to me. It was a period of time, Brandy, <clears> when <throat> there was economic uh, crisis. Yeah, the Depression doesn't mean it was sad. The Great Depression doesn't mean everybody in the world was really sad, devil. It was an economic thing. I mean, the, the stocks collapsed. There was no jobs. I hope you never get the no, breath you're spewing back. Um, so I'm just telling you. Um <clears throat> You've so, never heard that described, you know, Brandy, as the Great Depression was an economic thing, have you? No. <laughs> it's fascinating. Did your economics professor teach you <laughs> go over that? Did he say, you know, the Great Depression was an economic thing? <laughs> he might have. So It's a broad overview. <laughs> well, when, but I'm just trying to tell her the difference. It's I got, got nothing you. to I got do with their mood. It's not like the whole world was in a bad mood all the time. Right, I got you. Colonel. It was the Great Depression. You know, you're, you're, it had more to you're, do with you're trying to the be economy. A, make us an educational podcast. Psychology, yeah. <laughs> well, he's so, going to have to do a lot more than that. So, but it hit Germany pretty damn hard. Millions of people were jobless. <clears throat> so she met a man who offered to show a way to a boarding house 
Well, she could spend the night, but when she tries to show her, he tries to show her a shortcut through a park, she gets a little bit worried, remembering the newspaper stories about the vampire Dusseldorf. So she begins to argue and, you know, kind of hedge and make some excuses. Suddenly, a second man intervened on her behalf and rescued her from the first man. Thank God. Maria was like, oh, I'm out of work and I got nowhere to go. Now, are and this you, man are you her- the um, vampire Dusseldorf? Yeah, well, see, Maria thought maybe that she was just escaped the clutches of the vampire Mm -hmm. Dusseldorf. But this man intervenes. He did not introduce himself, but his name was Peter Curtin. Oh, bad move there, Brandy. He took her back to his apartment. Yeah, His wife was away for the night, and he tried to have sex with her, but she demurred, Timmy. She demurred, Brandy. I mean, she said no. Yeah, she said nine. Dem- nine. nine. Nine means nine. Nine means nine, Brandy. And he agreed to find her somewhere else to stay. They got on a tram, and then he led her into the Graffenberger Woods. He grabbed her by the neck and raped her before mm. leading her back to the tram and let her go free. And this what? motherfucker, he doesn't even make a bit of sense. He had her in his apartment, then puts her on a tram, takes her to the woods, rapes her, puts well, her back maybe on the tram. Well, maybe he was afraid his wife would come home or something. No, she was out of town. Hmm. You I mean, should I'm pay not, attention. It's a good story. This motherfucker don't. Well, she could come home early. Damn bit of sense. As later, why she didn't kill her, he said, I had no intention of killing us. Or she offered me no resistance. Um, I also didn't think that uh, Ms. Budlick would be able to find a way back to my apartment in rather obscure uh, Metmana Strasse. Yeah. But Maria. So, yeah. She remembered this street name at Curtin, Curtin's apartment vividly, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Now, deeply traumatized, of course, and ashamed of the stigma of being a rape victim, of course. Right. Um, she did not go to the police, but wrote a letter to a friend telling her this experience. By chance, the letter was misdirected and opened by a woman who immediately took it to the police. Detectives found her. Um, they had persuaded her to give a full account of the incident, and eventually she led people back, to the officers back to his apartment. Now, she was too terrified to point him out, even in the presence of so many police officers and by the time she's like animal elector brandy by the time she did open her mouth uh he'd already gone he'd packed a bag and fled he moved into an apartment nearby and told his wife free to what happened with maria peter told his wife that uh he would be sent to jail for many years and she without earnings would be destitute which that means you have no money though um now frida Encouraged Peter to take his own life. Then she would do the same. What do you think about that? She's encouraged her husband to take his own life. Good for her. Mm -hmm. It was a suicide pact. Mm -hmm. Since her future would would be completely without hope. But he came up with a plan. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Peter, is is this a plan where, like, she goes first? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you go first, motherfucker. Here, I only got one bullet in here. I promise you. Yeah, I got it. I'll take the poison just as soon as you... Cap yourself. Peter was going to confess to her that he was the vampire Dusseldorf and said she would take it. She would take advantage to obtain the large reward being offered for the information leading to his capture. Mm. Frida agreed. Mm. Peter had planned to carry out one more spectacular attack before his capture, but his wife went immediately to the police, and when he met her again. As arranged outside the St. Roche's Church in, on May 24th, 1930, 
police armed with revolvers surrounded him. Give it up, Peter. So Give Brandy, it up. Do you think you should get a reward if you're turning in your spouse? Yeah, goddamn yeah. right. I mean, if you don't do you know nothing okay? about it and you find out about it. All right. Did I he spontaneously he ejaculate? Not at that time. I believe his. I believe his. Uh, he turtled up on him when all those oh. revolvers were. Now had they. He turtled up oh. when the revolvers were pointed at him. But had they shot him once no. in the chest? Just wait. Just continue the story. Oh good. Well, confessing, he so he's taken to the police station and uh, confesses to all his crimes, Timmy. Yeah. All the way back to uh, Christine Klein's bedroom crime 17 years before. He had an almost photographic memory. He confessed to drowning those two boys, too. He could recall any tiny thing. And uh, the motherfucker ejaculated at the police station going over details of the crime. There you go. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that had I to wonder be if they gave him a Kleenex to clean up. <laughs> or a mop. He was later, but... He withdrew his confession and pled not guilty, Timmy. But he later changed his mind under questioning by the examining magistrate and was eventually convicted of nine murders and sentenced to death, Timmy. Mm. On the night before his execution, he ate a last meal of wiener schnitzel, fried potatoes, <laughs> and white <laughs> wine. And his face. <laughs> you know you want you some wiener schnitzel. Say you want, say it, say it, girl. I want me some wiener schnitzel. I want it. I want it. She can't. She can't talk. <laughs> Brandy, have you ever tried wiener schnitzel before? Have you no. ever schnitzeled a wiener before, Brandy? Yeah, maybe. But you were drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah. It happened. I don't. You know. You were in college. It don't really count. It doesn't. So shortly before he was executed by guillotine, Peter Curtin, the vampire Dusseldorf, asked the prison psychiatrist, "Tell me." After my head has been chopped off, will I still be able to hear? Yes. At least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck. And the doctor replied that his ears and brain will probably function for several seconds after the blade struck. Curtin said, yep. well, that will make me blow the largest of loads. <laughs> he did say that. What did he say? That will be the pleasure to end all pleasures. <laughs> He said that will give me a Hiroshima type. <laughs> no, he did say it was, but you know, that was true. He said it will give me it'll be the pleasure of all pleasures, right? What kind of dumbass is that? Well, I mean, you know, you're only gonna get off one more time. Normally, well, but you don't though. Your head's gone. Normally, you pack your ass with cotton, but in this case, you want to wrap him up real tight yeah. with a bunch of Kleenexes. Um, <laughs> Continue, Carl. This is too good. <laughs> Shortly. So he asked, you know, am I going to hear the blood gushing from my neck? And he's like, oh, shit, yeah. Shit, hell yeah. Come on, bring it on, big boy. So on July tw 2, Timmy, 1931, he is executed by guillotine on a hot muggy morning in Dusseldorf. His head landed right in a basket for all to see. Once the police removed the body, they discovered that Peter's undergarments were soiled in the back and front from his apparently final spontaneous ejaculation. What do you think about that, Brandy? He got, he got mixed up when they Gross. said they was gonna they was gonna take his head. He, they thought he thought that meant something else altogether. Well, I get that he shit himself. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I can see that. that that's makes a normal sense. response. Well, you hear that blade coming down. Yeah. I think you would, but that makes sense. But yeah. he was like, oh. he got off on it one last time. 
Oh. You think the head went in the basket going, oh. <laughs> He had his mouth all open. Yeah. And you moan. <laughs> Eyes rolled back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I wonder if somebody walked up to his head and stuck a cigarette in it. Well, they should have. I yeah. feel like that was the least <laughs> oh. they could do. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the vampire of Dusseldorf, Peter Curtin? Let me tell you what. I feel misled by you, sir. <laughs> this was misleading. It was misleading because you walked around for a week going, oh, we're going to do this How funny this was going to be. Now this motherfucker's chopping up little kids and fucking no. goes. Yeah. Well, I didn't say the story. I didn't say what he did was funny. I just said he ejaculated no. No, no, spontaneously. No, no, no. You no, no. led us to All believe it was... All you said was, was that there was spontaneous ejaculation. Yeah. And was that not correct? No, you made it sound like that's all it was. No. But I, I, no, I, you were misleading, sir. You I'm sorry. I'm then. sorry. Good day. If I misled you, Brandy. Did we or did we not have a no ri- kids rule in effect? We did. Good day. Good day. Well, this guy. Good I day. said good day. This guy was creepy. I give you that. I, I said good. <laughs> Chuck, You're your so final nasty. thoughts on the vampire of Dusseldorf, Peter, Big Peter Curtin, Big Peter, Big Dick. Um, was Peter a Dick, th- Brandy? Oh, clearly. Your final thoughts. I, I really, I mean, I, I just, my final thoughts, I'm going to go back, and this is a public service announcement. Serial killers, just skip please next get time? this shit together. Okay? There's so many people in this world that got it coming. I mean, just become, friend me on Facebook. Yes. Friend me on Facebook and, and read the, kill the posts app. of people. The Kill Me app. Yeah. Available on Kill iTunes. Them app. Kill Them app. There's so Available many people who... Just got to come in, and you're killing these people that don't got to come in. And goats. It's, you know, see, here what we do in our jobs, Timmy, we try to, you know, match people up with the right things, you know, mm-hmm. put people in the right places. We're matchmakers, Brandy. We are match. We're oh. like Tinder for jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, these serial killers are not getting the right matches made. There needs to be a Tinder-type serial that's what killer. I'm saying. Kill me, like, kill me app. Here we go. Like, oh, park sideways, swipe right. You know what I mean? And then you go hunt that person down and kill him. He's got a point, but Randy. eight-year-old girl, no, swipe left, motherfucker. Don't be killing them. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yes. Goat? Yeah. It what was if goat? But sl- what if they're an asshole Swipe kid? left. Huh? What if no, they're an asshole No kids kid? are... No, There's a chance no. for possible yeah. redemption. No kids. Generally, it doesn't happen, but you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm, Colonel. But you uh, run across... You see sheep? Mm-hmm. Swipe left. Don't fuck the sheep. Okay? He's got a point, Don't fuck Randy. the sheep. That's all I'm saying. Kill... The people. That's why who, he's the moral compass of this. Podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm just trying to tell you. The person with the expired coupon, kill him. Person, kill with him. Six, Sixteen items. The person, the motherfucker, bringing something back from last Christmas in July, ain't got no receipt. Kill him. Okay, they got it coming. And, and you know, I I use public transportation. It's yeah. the people who wait on to get on the bus, and they, and then once the bus Dig stops, in their purse. then they start and looking for change. That goes for everything, Timmy. The motherfucker at the grocery store who wants to write, uh, Fred went, Fred and Wilma Flintstone at the grocery store, still writing checks for the goddamn groceries. Dude, I told you I posted, some lady wrote a check at Starbucks the other day. Yeah, kill I almost em. passed out. Kill em. Take them out. Because she had to put it in her register and everything. Uh, but you got little kids walking around. Yeah. They ain't got to come in. And, and granted, I've had kids of my own, and I know they can be assholes. They ain't got that kind of thing coming. But there are people that got to come in, Timmy. I could there agree more. That, Colonel, you have a special announcement to make. Would you mind me? I got a couple special announcements okay. to make. First of all, I'd like to thank the CBG crew. For, That's a Colonel's um, Bad Girls. Um, they 
gave me some very nice Broncos gifts. Yes, at um, uh, Crime at uh, or at Dweebcon. You saw the picture that Christina gave me. I mentioned that very lovely picture. She's very talented. Yeah, oh, she's very very talented. Um, Tasha Banks is now working with a group, Scholoscope, um, and and these are kids who are who are kind of underachieving because of the situation and the the poor lack of disadvantaged yes. they're they're disadvantaged but they have a lack of uh resources resources mm -hmm. and you know poor uh, facilities things like that right and she's trying to trying to raise some money and it's through scholarscope and if you go to um indiegogo mm -hmm. and look up scholarscope um, you can help Taj out. Yeah, Indiegogo.com. Just uh, search for scholars. I am scope. probably going to go deliver a check in person to Tasha. Oh, that's very nice um, of you, Colonel. Just because. So you're still writing checks? Hmm? You're still writing checks? Well, I'm, I'm going to get one of those big cardboard ones oh, okay. at FedEx. Yeah, but really, that's a good cause. If you would go to Indiegogo.com and look up scholarship uh, scope, uh, it's a worthy cause, and we appreciate uh, you supporting Tasha and her efforts to assist these children um brandy you want to would you like to give shout outs to our patreon supporters of course we I really appreciate all of you who support the podcast on patreon if you would like to support us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little you can give a lot or or just a wee little bit to me yes brandy <clears throat> let's start with alicia and chip Jen uh, you know what? Before we go on, I really enjoy. I, Pete. I really, really enjoyed meeting Alicia and Chip. Yes, they, they, they're a delightful couple, and it was really mm -hmm. fun. Getting they're known. very, very sweet. I didn't get yeah. to talk to them very much, but I, I hope we. I hope we get to see them at Crime. Yeah, I didn't get to talk to them much. Yeah, the, oh, they're fun. Uh, Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, James Seabright, Eric Eric Fowler, Shelly Garrett, Bridget mm. Clavey. Shelly Garrett. Yes. I got to, uh, I got to be. She was Miss Daisy at DweebCon. You were driving. Uh, I got to drive Shelly Garrett around to me. Very nice. She, she was, was very a, nice. She was, miss, and we appreciate she was actually nice. not that nice to me. She she would yell oh, at me in, in traffic. Well, she should have. Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Marsha Boris, mm. Stacy Alsop, Jody Wells, Daniel Sweet, Amber Sweet, Amber Anderson. They Walk Among Us. Yes, Ben and Rosanna, our mm -hmm. friends at They Walk Among Us, one of the best true crime, true, true crime podcasts out there. Laura Violet, Michael Dale. I like to think we're the best out there. We're too. not. Kelly, <laughs> after this shit show, you are the This Kelly. may have been a low point for the <laughs> history groups. Kelly no, uh, uh, Dr., uh, what was the name? No, Jonas Salkin had Salk, no... Yeah. Kids getting chopped up in it. No, but it was a shit show because you did the research. Continue, Brandy. Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Kelly Jones, Joseph Kern, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown at the Pleasing Terrors podcast, Sarah Bloom that we got to meet. Yeah, you, you know what? Finally. I didn't get to spend a lot of time talking to Sarah. I didn't either. She kept disappearing. Uh, well, you know, it was a very busy weekend. We had a lot of things going on, and that's that's a one bad thing about the weekend. It just goes by too quick, but. Thank you, Sarah, for coming, and uh, she's all, she's she has a great sense of humor. I love yeah. her on the page. She's so funny. Amber Croup, uh, Joe Hopkins at the Now American History Podcast, Rebecca Osinger, Cheryl, Catherine Cockgarage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, who just had a birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Fiona. Happy birthday, Fiona. Laura O'Reilly, Donna Curran. I think Laura just had one too. Mm -hmm. Today so. is yeah. her birthday. It's today her birthday. Well, happy birthday. birthday to you, baby. 
Donna Curran, John, Sue Story, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, History Goes Bump. With Diane Student. Yes. Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, I don't Makita Smith. Mm-hmm. Marquita. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeff and Don Chestnut. Who yes, are, they have their own podcast. They do. And Dr. Jeff and Don, we offer our deepest, deepest, deepest condolences. Don lost her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if and we have we had, had the it, pleasure of meeting Don and Jeff in person, and Don is one of the sweetest, sweet, and smartest people you ever meet. Yeah, yeah. they're a great they're couple. They're both really, really They are really a great really couple, nice. but they're very great. And, and so our condolences to you, Don. Absolutely. We're really thankful Absolutely. about you. Uh, Andrew Happ. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Irvin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, The Vanished Podcast. Yes, with Marissa. Uh, Zachary, Canadian True Crime, Charlie and Allie, Tracy Smith, Jess from Kiwi Crimes. Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, Mistress Vader. All right, that brand, Colonel. We got a we got Mistress Vader. Who's a oh, donor. sweet. Ron. <coughs> oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Well, Darth Vader kind of gives me a little bit of wood there, devil. I'm sorry. Thank Ron you, Mistress Vader. And Rudy the Wonder Dog. Yay. Hey, Rudy. We got Ron and uh, Mistress Vader's our new newest uh, contributors thank you guys very much if you would like to support us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs that's uh, that'll do it for the day thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time on history dweebs bye everyone bye everybody planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 